Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. All right, Phil. So the plan for today was we were going to talk about what you call concierge planning. So let's just dive right in. You know, I know you've been coaching your clients about evolving their business to deliver a concierge level of client service. You know, based on my experience, I think people are more aware of the value they're receiving in advisory relationship. And there seems to be a shift away from the the one-dimensional model of the past towards a more all-encompassing level of service. Uh, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with certain clients who have where the money is now really important. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're starting out and you're just saving nickels and dimes here and there, you're trying to put together a consistent pattern like 401k and and Roth IRA and things of that nature. The money's not that important yet. But there's a certain point where it flips. And that flip is changes the trajectory. As I like to say, you either have too much money or not <laughs> enough. Yeah, I've never had that problem. <laughs> well, that's because you're an artist. You're, you're yeah. a marketing uh, well, artist, right? That's, but, that's a polite way to put it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the important thing is that you either get to that place where you feel like I don't have enough or I have I have too much and it's never the right amount. Sure. And the reason it's never the right amount is because there are so many variables coming in how you take distribution on the money. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we just don't know what the perfect plan is. And that's why having a relationship with somebody who walks with you, who helps you make adjustments is critical. And so having a financial plan is one thing, but having a planner that walks with you to this destination is really critical for those folks who feel the need to where the money's important. Yeah. So what inspired you to start advising your clients to refocus their business model on delivering this like concierge style of service? Well, concierge is really, I think it goes without saying, but this whole shift for me really occurred when I got to be about 50. Okay, where all of a sudden I had some health issues and I was no longer invincible. And even though I did the proper planning, you know, I understood it, it started to apply to me. And so in doing so, I said, you know what, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna interview uh had a somebody who I admire, one of my former managers who I admired told me about this executive physical concierge work with, with a doctor. And so I decided to look into it and I went and interviewed some people and in interviewing, I started to realize that there was a different way of looking at your health. It was more proactive. There was an actual plan in place. It wasn't reactive medicine where you just went in every time something hurt. You were actually building a relationship that mattered where, and you had access. That was another thing. 
So I started to look at this concierge physician asking me all these questions. They spent an hour and a half, Greg, on my file, just getting my file up to date. I had all these fragments all over the place. About halfway through that discussion, I started saying, you know what? I think I'm talking to a fee-based financial planner. (laughs) That's what it felt like. It was so similar. It was eerie. Mm-hmm. And I just never put that together. I you know, went through the CFP coursework. I thought about why can't all planning be comprehensive? Even back when I was selling insurance back in the 90s, you know, we either sold investments or insurance. But I started even then saying, why can't this all be comprehensive? And so in that, I started to say, boy, for some people like me who want to be proactive, Wouldn't it make sense to pay a fee and have a plan done? Not just to get objective advice, because there really is no such thing, but not just to get objective advice on a plan, not to just have a computer spit out a plan, but to actually have a client experience that was concierge, that I felt like I had somebody who was walking with me. And based on that experience, I ended up signing on pay the fee, and use that resource. Uh, My physician has only 200 clients, and they're still doing all the normal doctor stuff, but I get 30 to 45 minutes of their time when I'm in office. And it's a real peer-to-peer consult. I get challenged on goals. So I'll stop there, but that was the genesis of um, really focusing on concierge. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool, and that's smart. And I think there are a lot of parallels between health and wealth, um, you know, that I, I've seen come up. I think I had mentioned I saw this great video this firm put together. It was called the the butcher and the dietitian, and they were saying, you know, in the town you live in, I, I'm guessing that there's a, a butcher shop you can go in and they sell, you know, they've got a hundred different kinds of meat, and you know, you want pork chops, you want uh, steak, whatever, you know, they've they've got the best, and and it's delicious. And they'll sell you whatever you want. Whereas if you work with a, if you go to a dietitian, they're going to find out everything about you and what you need and, you know, and, and get informed and then make a recommendation about, right. you know, what you actually should be eating. So I thought it was just a, a, a different way of looking at it through a different lens. So let me yeah, ask, for sure. um, what do you think are the parallels between best practices for the, the concierge physician practice? and concierge sales professionals? Well, I touched on a couple so far, Okay, but one is, is always, it always starts with the fact finding in the file. How do you build a file for someone and understand what they've been through so far? Find out what their real goals are. You know, I don't feel 57. Emotionally, I don't feel 57. Physically, started to feel a little bit that way. So what does that mean? You know, what is that vulnerability that I have here? Where's the fear where, for example, if we flip that example into financial planning, you know, I might start thinking, boy, what's my runway now to earn income? Mm-hmm. How am I going to take distribution? Mm-hmm. What are current tax strategies? So you can start to see the file and the fact finding is really important. The next piece is, Um, And I've shared this many times, the team you build around you matters as an advisor. So so in this case, what's that team look like? How responsive are they? How strong are they? Do they know my name when I come in? 
or is, am I just kind of being processed? And I felt, I felt good in that scenario. So the team that's built around you matters. Sure. Okay. And then the third piece is, is client experience. How much passive education am I getting now? How much, in other words, how often am I being communicated with? If there's something hot, yeah, I'd like to know about an investment trend, okay, which has been historically what an advisor might do or, or an investment advisor. But what about trends around health and wellness? What about trends around client experience? What about those types of educational elements, taxes? I may not know, I may not want to know all the details, get in the weeds on this stuff, but I want to know that somebody's proactively talking with me. You know, the market's been changing of late, as we've noticed. And and in market dips, are you active with your clients, communicating with them, or are you under your desk in a fetal position? How proactive are you being here? So these are some of the crossover characteristics. I want somebody who's walking with me. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think clients' needs are so complex now that I can imagine it, that the solutions exceed the expertise of any one advisor almost. So I do get the the benefits of the team approach for a cohesive strategy. And again, for the the kind of legacy part of the practice. Yeah. Um, so in the in the financial services industry, the fiduciary standard of care is like the gold standard for adopting you know these practices because it always involves in, in doing what's best in the client's best interest. Is this where you think your clients should be taking their set the bar for themselves for the fiduciary standard? Yeah, hundred percent. And when I went through the CFP coursework, that was an opportunity for me right out of the gate to understand that first things first, team you build around you. Now that may not be your financial advising team. That could be other relationships, attorneys, accountants, people that gathering everybody together so that we we are working in the client's best interest. Sure. It's also about conflict of interest. It's also about compensation. It's about standard of care. It's all these layers. Yeah, right. transparency, right? Yeah, transparency. And I'm the type of person I teach this all the time is, is that there are two things you need to know about people when you're working with someone in a fiduciary capacity. Number one, who's going to be involved in the planning process? We all tend to make recommendations as advisors without including their other team members like the accountant and attorney and then wonder why they get sideways with us when after the recommendation. Uh, some of it might be the attorney or accountant's ego being bruised, or some of it might be that they, they don't philosophically agree. But wouldn't it be smarter and in the client's best interest to do that up front? And that's one of the things that I really coach to. The second part of this is making sure that who's going to be impacted by this plan. And that could be generational. It could be current parents. It could be siblings. It could be obviously children, grandchildren. How are you going to transfer wealth? And so to know who's going to be involved in the plan and impacted by the plan are critical elements to this, uh, to this concierge concept. Sure. Yeah. I have uh, more of, of my clients that I talk to who are talking about doing multi-generational planning 
so they're able to build relationships with the kids so that you know everybody's on the same same page about what's the long-term strategy you know for the money what are the goals so if mm-hmm. you know the when the parents go on to their great reward they don't you know <laughs> say oh you know my college roommates so uh, you know that the, the money moves and the plug gets pulled on the plan so that's um, right that makes perfect sense I, i've heard them say that it's you know kind of the family office model but without all the expense of setting up a family, you know, with the the administrative expense and everything that goes into that. Um, so at that higher end, um, I've heard you say that for the top one percent of income earners who have a million dollars or more in investable assets, that ninety nine percent of the advice in the media doesn't apply. I get that, but can you expand on that uh, a sure. little bit for people that sure. are listening? Yeah, and I might have listeners on this topic that might not agree with this but sure but what i found is that the advice in the media makes sense to those who are really earning in the not in the top 5% and here's my reasoning number 1 is the people that earn in the top 5% income wise are not you know 401k's they've they max them out the Roth IRA opportunities are not as great if they have them at all. And so immediately you have to start talking about different strategy. And, and that means understanding taxes, spending more time there, not understanding deductibles on insurance, okay? not understanding how to cut a corner financially, but how to really take advantage of opportunity. And that's where you know, the top concierge planner lives. They're not trying to be everything, everybody, but they also need to inform clients, in some cases, accountants and attorneys, that there is a different way of looking at this once you get into that next layer. And so I always just as a, to make it stick when I'm communicating, I say, if you're operating in the top 1% of income, 99% of the financial advice in the media does not apply to you. And it's just a statement to make that uh, that not only complements those that have achieved that level, but also becomes a way of thinking about financial planning differently. Yeah, I've heard advisors refer to it as managing by media, which you know mm-hmm. I is you know there's the the 24 hour news cycle and they've got to keep feeding it, so it tends to be a lot of times a, l- a little more hyperbole or dramatic or whatever. But it well, seems like the the financial media is, you know, I know part of what a good advisor does is try to help keep the emotions out of the investment, the financial planning decisions. Yeah, so, behavioral investing. And, okay. and I'll interrupt just to make this point, yeah. um, is that managing by media is like WebMD. <laughs> okay. Right. And boy, can we self-diagnose ourselves into a frenzy right. about our health. Right. Okay. And that's where sometimes too much information that we end up having to manage or process can hurt us as opposed to going to a professional, somebody licensed and trained to say, no, no, you don't have this. Right. You you have a, you have a a rotary cuff injury. You're not having a heart attack (laughs) because your left shoulder is bothering you. Yeah, I've got a, a friend who's got five kids, so he and his wife don't get to go out, you know, uh, with as much frequency as they used to. 
But he said, yeah, we'll be getting ready to go out. Um, you know, Amy will be all dressed up. I'll be finishing getting ready and I'll go out. She's on the couch in her sweatpants. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I, I, I can't go out. I was on WebMD. I've got shingles. We, we need to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. Case in point. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> All right, Phil. So we've been talking about you know, delivering a concierge level of service and how you, you're able to deliver it. Now, you know, from my perspective, from a marketing and branding perspective, there's different ways that you can, you know, start delivering your unique value proposition that talks about how you're serving top tier clients with a higher level of service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll work with people to put together their their value proposition or their sales narrative, if you will. And then we just find the different, um, you know, what's appropriate media for it, whether it would be your website or social media profile, um, capabilities deck, overview brochure. You know, there's a, those when you start to get tactical with it about the different channels that you can deliver it in and being selective. Right. And then, you know, with it, like the holy grail of marketing is, the right message to the right audience at the right time. And if you can thread that needle, you know, you're, you're ahead of the game as far as whatever, you know, what, what other competitors might be trying to achieve as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what does client experience really mean here? And you, you've been at this for 25 years, my friends. So you know, you know, you've seen it all. You've seen evolution here. You've seen it to a point where some people get it. Some people don't. Right. And so what does operating at the top of the food chain look like at the summit? Right. And it's more than just giving good financial advice, which we've focused on up front today. It's about a client experience. Right. You know, it's not just about feeling good about having my plan done or mm-hmm. feeling good about watching my returns go up or knowing how to take distribution on this money when it occurs. It's about the entire experience. Sure. Are you there for me when I need you? Or do we connect with core values? Do we connect with passion? We did a segment on that uh, recently. Do we connect on philosophy Mm -hmm. so that when things start to go poorly or we have a stretch of road like right now where markets are down, is that relationship strong enough to maintain? Do I understand mm-hmm. the time horizon of my money? Do I understand the distribution of my money? Yeah. You know, those types of things. And mm-hmm. I think we're far too <clears throat> dependent on market upswing because of our experience with it. There is more to it than this. And you know it, especially when it comes to connecting with new potential clients. Right. How do you separate yourself? How do you differentiate yourself? What really is the value proposition here in your team? And how does that drive the new client experience for somebody? Yeah. So I would say probably one of the top, you know, miscue mistakes that I see people making from a marketing standpoint is people want to talk about themselves or want Mm -hmm. to talk about the business, you know, versus the benefit you're providing, right? That it's people, you know, if they've got a big firm backing them up, it's, oh, we've got this many locations or we've got, you know, this kind of platform versus what's in it for the client. So, you know, there's a marketing maxim where they say people don't buy three quarter inch drill bits, they buy three quarter inch holes. So that's, yeah, right. Right. Yeah, the, you know, the, that's the end result. So, 
Yeah, I think we're getting close to time here. And I think you might have, you're going to favor us with one of your, <laughs> uh, the, your, your, uh, the, the son, the golden pipes of, of Phil Bender and his, uh, Joe Walsh. Yeah. Uh, on the set list today. Yeah. I'm a big fan. He's, he'd be in my top five of meeting okay. someone, right. Um, in music over time. Yeah. I've, I've been to, um, countless Eagles concerts and he just steals the show. I yeah. mean, everybody's good, but yeah. man, he just takes it to another level. So little concierge tribute here yeah. using Joe Walsh. And so I'm going to get myself ready here for this. Yeah. So do you think you'll be able to do Joe Walsh without trashing your studio afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> that might get you in trouble with Mrs. Sea Captain coaching perhaps. Right. Perhaps, but uh, I think uh, I think seeing Joe nowadays, I think he uh, <laughs> he's tamed a bit. Yeah, in, right. For all the right reasons, and uh, okay. And so uh, let me start. Uh, let me start yeah. this up, and I'll, uh, I'll go get behind the rope. You got it. You got it. Here we go. I have a lifestyle. Forget the price. Financial goals. I need some advice. I like to travel, spend time at events. I have a planner, money well spent. They say I'm crazy because I'm paying a fee. But I know that a friend watches over me. Concierge been good so far. My planner talks with me 365. The team's responsive. Oh, we all seem to thrive. I love the contact, proactive and free. It's all included in the annual fee. I refer them often, the value is clear. Detailed attention to goals far and near. They send me updates that show me I'm fine. They help me sleep well, worth every dime. Lucky I'm good after all I've been through. I'm getting old but still have goals to pursue. Concierge been good so far. All right. Well, outstanding. Yeah. Good stuff. Hopefully that yeah. gives you a little summary of what we did today. And yeah. uh, I had a little, little break in the middle, but uh, yeah, nevertheless, I'm going to be listening to that one in the car. It's all about live. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Phil. You bet, Greg. Take care. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey. 